Hey, this is Roy Osing, author of the Different or Be Dead book series. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good buddy, Scott Ferguson. Let's level up. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. Are you ready to get fired up? I got my boy Roy Osing on here. Um, he's with Be Different or Be Dead. Um, he um, tokens himself as an audacious person. And if there was a picture of audacious in the dictionary, it'd be my brother uh, Roy's picture in there, man. He's uh, fantastic. He's unique. He's transparent. He bites down hard on his mouth guard and gets after it every day. And he's the kind of guy that in the part of my tribe that I love to surround myself with. And I'll tell you right now, I have three pages of notes that I went off of. Building the show notes was kind of hard because I like to keep them to three or four, maybe five. And I again, I had three pages of notes. So if you're listening to this, sit back, relax, break out your digital note taker or your pen and pad and paper. And while you're at it, if you don't mind, hit the like button, share, subscribe, all that stuff, because it really helps my sponsors and affiliates. So without further ado, here's my really good friend, Roy Osing from Be Different or Be Dead. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Podcast Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I have my really good friend north of the border, uh, a little bit west, north of the border. It's a little bit colder where he is than where I am right now, but I have my really good friend, Roy Osing. Roy is someone that I don't really know yet, but I immensely respect. You know, he's a former president, CMO, and entrepreneur with over 40 years of successful and unmatched executive leadership experience in every aspect of business. As president of a major data and internet company, his leadership in audacious, unheard of ways took the company from its early stage to $1 billion in annual sales. He is a blogger, which I checked out some of his blogs, which I'll put those in the show notes. He's a content marketer and a mentor to young professionals. As an accomplished business advisor, he's the author of a no-nonsense book series, Be Different or Be Dead, with the audacious, unheard of ways. I took a startup to a billion in sales, and also it's his seventh book, so this dude knows how to write. So without further ado, here's my good friend, Roy Osing. Roy, please introduce yourself to the Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why? My favorite color? I got to give you two, right? It's right. black in red because those are my colors if you check me out black and red that's it you know be different or be dead i love it and it's like johnny walker man black and there red. you go <laughs> I, well no no i'm a johnny walker blue dude me like too walker blue. <laughs> dude, i'm gonna have to reach over here and grab the bottle i, I keep on for visitors it's, <laughs> that's great when you get out there come down to the warmth and maybe we can rock some stages together when you share a glass of blue let's do that love let's it. do that love it so Roy, let's get to like you, you're very accomplished. You worked with company and, and, and took them billion in sales. Can you give us kind of the roots and what got you there? And then what was that shift or pivot or shivit, wherever they're calling it this day and age to get to where you're really helping people level up? Yeah. So, I mean, I started uh, really young in a monopoly business in the telecom space. Oh, and I figured out re- relatively quickly that since we were going to be heading into deregulation and, and heavy competition, that we needed to get rid of the stuff that we were doing before because it was simply not gonna, gonna cut it anymore. And so I started on this be different journey, asking myself the question, what are the competencies that we need to take on? What are the things that we need to do differently? And I just went ahead and started doing them. And I was at a very junior level in the organization. People noticed, I got attention. 
achieved results. And that's, that's the important thing. It's not about the attention. It's what you do with the attention. And so I drove uh, really good results and worked my way. I call it around the organization and up uh, being an entrepreneur basically for four decades um, until they basically asked me to, uh, to take over and lead uh, the data and internet company, which at that time was in its early stages. I took it and uh, I get goosebumps when I think about this, Scott. I mean, we grew this puppy to a billion in sales. Didn't know we were going to get there at the time, but 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 by doing audaciousness and unheard of ways that are my language, yeah, we grew this. We lit fires in people. We grew this business and people loved it. And so, uh, yeah, we ended up there. And uh, that's when I learned pain was a strategic concept. <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack that. <laughs> Yeah, pain. I mean, it's it was a very difficult journey. I mean, I was fighting an old culture. I had to change the culture. I had to change the people. I had to change the mindset. I had to hire new competencies in the business and and basically fight the grinners on the inside that didn't want me to do it. And so making progress day to day was a painful uh, route to take. And, and, And I had to have a high pain threshold and a great deal of resilience. And what I would say to entrepreneurs, that's what you need. It ain't in what's in your head. It's when you're, it's in your heart and soul in terms of what can drive you forward. And just day after day, just keep banging away at it, banging away at it. And, and in retrospect, uh, I think that was a major reason why we were able to do what we did. I love it. And you said pain and the pain. Now you look back, it's almost kind of like multiple workouts, if you will, people that are you know, running or lifting weights or whatnot, they, they, that pain, but, you know, they have a finished product, but what about the journey and that pain that you enjoy the most? Well, I think, I think it, it was like an endorphin, quite frankly. I mean, being able to, <laughs> yeah, man. being able to light fires in people like, like I'm a leader, right? I'm a, I'm a do it leader. And so my objective was to, to convince people that we needed to go in a certain direction and do it from an emotional point of view, mm. not the intellect. The intellect doesn't drive diddly squat. It's it's what's going on inside you that does in terms of your heart. And so I just went out, tried to light fires. And what really excited me, which got the endorphins going, is when I saw pupils dilate in the people in the organization, when they went, aha, I know, I know where we're going. This is the right thing to do. It's going to be fun. I believe in Roy. Let's go do this. And to see that happen, I get I got goosebumps right now. I can't I cannot lie. I mean, that's the stuff that kept me going and made the pain kind of like one of those collateral things that, oh, well, that was there anyways. Tomorrow I'm going to get more pleasure. Right. It's almost like the pain to me, even as I go through it, if I have a tough coaching session or if I'm being coached, it's tough coaching. session. I almost appreciate it more in the end because I had to go through what I went through in companies and the growing pains as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It makes it worthwhile in a, in a rather ridiculous sense. Right. Kind of a, like a sadistic achievement is to, <laughs> is to suffer through the pain. But, right. but, you know, there's a huge learning piece in there. It's a nothing comes easy. Okay, right. there's no home runs here. Right. If you want to be an entrepreneur, don't expect a home run. If you happen to get one, get lucky, fine. But if you right. bet your bank on it, you're going to go broke. And so you. just take it as it comes. You're yeah. going to have to suffer through it. And that's just the way it is. I love that you say that because, you know, I, I coach my clients or other people, 
you know, it, that wants something now, the instant gratification, you know, inch by inch, it's a cinch, right? By the yard, it's hard. And that's where we really take them. I love that you did that with the company. I'm sure there was some personalities there that were barriers that were like, dude, really, what are you doing? How did you handle that? Oh, they were, you know, these kind of people were there, you know, in numbers. Debbie Downers. <laughs> and, and, you know, seriously, I did my best to convince them intellectually that what we were doing was right. But at the end of the day, I just did what I did in spite of the kind of barriers because I knew. See, the other thing is, you know, every, everything's based on performance, right? Mm-hmm. So I earned the right to be rather obstinate and belligerent at times with the new stuff that I was doing because I <laughs> right. was performing. Right. Our performance was unbelievable. We were on a growth curve and right. I would say, okay, here's what I'd like to do. I know it's kind of crazy, you know, hiring people because they give me goosebumps, which right. I call hiring for goosebumps. But look it, it's one of the factors <laughs> that has helped me on this growth curve. How could you not support it? And right. so I had the girls to back me up. Look, at you can't sell people on ideas alone. You got to deliver results, okay? You have to deliver the results. I don't care if it's your CEO, if it's your banker, whatever. If you can't deliver value through results, you're done, you're toast. Figure it out. That's where you have to go. And as long as you have that, then you earn the right to do practically anything you want. That's awesome. It's all really through service as well. That's beautiful. So, right now you're in more of a kind of a coaching mentoring role, right? And like, who is the people that you really look and strive to work with now? Well, I get a lot of small to medium businesses. Once we've had a chance to talk about, you know, be different or be dead in my content, mm-hmm. who really love my approach to developing strategic plans. I call them strategic game plans. I had to create one that was based on execution because the old school traditional planning methods didn't work and they still don't work. You know, they spend 80% of their time trying to figure out (laughs) what the plan should be and 20% on execution. And I flipped that around. I spent 80, 20% on the plan, getting Mm. the direction, I call it just about right. Right. I'm an advocate of heading West. That's a valuable and valid strategic. Then I spend 80% of my time on execution. What do we have to do in order to breathe life into this puppy? Wow. When I talk to people about that, they're kind of intrigued. So I spend a lot of time advising and helping small to medium business who are looking for uh, a way to get on a growth curve, who are looking to change the playing field, who want to take their performance up a level. Just recently completed a a planning session with with a boat selling business in Toronto. And the interesting thing is we actually changed their business. Their business isn't about selling boats. It's about building boat dealers business. And Ooh. that's the value proposition. They may use boats, right, in their right. in their sort of portfolio of products and services, but their end game is to help the dealers grow their business. Well, that's a complete, it's not a, it's not a pivot, by the way, I hate that word. It's not a pivot. It's a breakaway thought. Yeah, yeah. Pivot says you're on a fulcrum. Well, my stuff isn't Thank about you. Fulcrum. Yes. It ain't about fulcrums. It's about creating a new trajectory. Love it. And so people really like that. And and I love doing it because we can do this, for those of you interested, we could do this in two days. My process is two days, Scott, done, over with. You you, you hit the ground running on the third day with a plan that you can execute and see results right away. With that trajectory towards what their vision is. Because a lot of people will say goals, goals, goals. I'm more of a vision person because goals... You have to have vision or goals under the vision, right? But the vision can be, you know, maneuverable. 
you know, well, yeah. where I mean, the, the goals, I, yeah. boom, bam, bam, right? Well, you got to, yeah, it's, it's like in, in the, the way I would describe it is you need, you need a strategy about notionally where you're going, and then you develop tactics within that. You don't want to go to tactics without that umbrella vision, sure. mission, or kind of strategic context, if you will. Otherwise, you never know whether you're making progress at all. The so, key thing, though, is to not spend too much time on that, mm. right? Let's get it notionally right, the direction, Yes. right, in your end game, right. and then let's drill down on the execution piece because that's where the results happen. Right. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of time. And by the way, the same approach I use in talking with young professionals about their careers. It's exactly the same process. So I could take this, shrink wrap it, apply it to businesses, any kind of business, not for profit, for profit, career planning, et cetera. So sure. yeah, I get some action on that and I love doing it. I love that. I love that it can be versatile as well. So let me ask you something. Maybe if you're in discovery phase before you take them on that two day deep dive, and you're just meeting with somebody, making sure you're the right fit. Is there anything in your secret sauce, if you don't mind sharing, that maybe help them find that blind spot in their business? Well, the, the first question I ask them is, what? why should I do business with you and not your competitor? Okay, that's that's a question about differentiation. Because one of, one of, the, one of the things that keeps me up at night is the mediocre way businesses generally uh, create their differentiation right. strategy, right. which isn't differentiation at all. And we can talk about that if you want. So my very first question is what makes you special mm. in a way that people care about? Like, I don't care that you have red hair. Okay. I don't care about that at all. What I care about is what you choose to do differently than everybody else that satisfies the needs of others. That's the whole genesis of be different. Okay. And so right. I asked them that. And I get a guy, I get a young CEO over a startup, and I says, "What makes you different?" And he goes, "Well, I'm not really sure." I said, "Okay, stop spending money. Right. You need to take a step back. Let's create you. Yes. a plan that basically breathes life into making you different." So this whole differentiation thing is huge for me. It's the source sure. of this be different thing, and it's the source of what I call the only statement. I had to create my own way to differentiate businesses. And it's sure. called the only statement. We are the only ones who we're not better. We're not best. We're not number one. We're not. We're the yeah. only ones who do it. And I do this with, with young professionals who have a personal only statement with businesses who have an only statement. And it, I got to tell you, it's amazing. The results that happen, you got to get rid of the claptrap of better and best. Those are narcissistic terms at best. And you need to move to what I call Finding your own spot. Be the only one that does what you do. And so that's the nature of a conversation that I have with people when I first meet with meet with them. And it tells me everything I need to know about their business or about them as an individual. So good. So good. So maybe if we're still in that discovery period and you're kind of talking, finding out the, the clap trap and whatnot that, that they're kind of in, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you but never do? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd love for them to say, what do I need to do differently to win? <laughs> I would I would love that because that would say to me, at least I understand that that intellectually they're they're thinking the right way. Um, but but generally speaking, I get questions like, well, who should I copy? I mean, who's best in class out there? Yes. And that that drives me crazy. I want to grab the person by the neck and start squeezing, Scott, yeah. because look at you can't innovate if you're copying. 
You cannot say, because it's intellectually dishonest, that you're a creator when all you're doing is benchmarking best in class. That's the other thing that keeps me awake at night is, wow. is this incessant desire to copy others. And we're taught that at school. Right. I mean, it's promulgated by, quote, the experts thank you for saying this, man. around the world. You know, and and thank so, you for saying this, because like so many coaches out there are like, I'm going to get online and I'm going to get business cards and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, why don't you just start conversations with people? They might need you, you know, and know. My, my bread and butter, and I'm not afraid to share it. I tell every coach, I meet with financial advisors once a week differently and take them to coffee or lunch. They're working with people with money every day that have a lack mindset, you know, and they're, they're my best referral source. But because I do that better than most people, and I love conversation, love speaking, it's, it's really helped me move up. But I didn't come up with that. I didn't innovate that. I was taught that somebody well, else you know you sound you sound like a person that that has that in their dna which right. which you're very fortunate because a lot of people don't and they, they don't know how to do it right right but most people fundamentally and most businesses are what i call floggers they flog products and services they're not there to figure out what you're what you what you covet what you lust for what you crave that's strong. by the way which is a source of premium pricing and no competition if you can figure that out you know play into the craving space but it takes time. Sure. Right. You're doing it weekly. Make, I mean, you got to have that mindset. Right. You want to understand what people crave and then figure out how you can play into that. Don't Love take it. your, your kick bag of iron and go try and flog it because then you're just like everybody else. Right. And, and the value you, that you create is like that much. Yes. It's nothing. Got to get it. beyond that. Love it, man. So, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Yep. Okay, let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. All right, let's go back to the double deuce, the 22-year-old Roy. What kind of knowledge nuggets? You have an awesome journey, man. I don't want you to change anything. But what kind of knowledge nuggets might you drop on the 22-year-old Roy to maybe help him, maybe shorten his learning curve or you know, blast through maybe just a little bit quicker? Yeah, I, I would I would say put, put aside the textbooks I have in, in my basement that I had at university. Okay. Yes. Because, because you know what, I, I've got as much from them as I can. What I need to do now is I need to learn what it takes to win and succeed in the real world. Okay. That isn't theoretical. You cannot formularize a business. I know yeah, I'm going to have people saying to me, they always do Roy. You don't understand. Yeah. I took a, a startup to a billion. I right. do understand. Okay. And that's yeah. the proof point. So I would yeah. say, Roy, Put those textbooks aside for a while and spend more time on the with the front line people in the organization. Love it. Okay, learning new skills, etc. Yes. Et Get on with it now. Forget yes. the textbook mentality. Love it. And if you don't know something, get your asking here, right? Ask because you're surrounded by people that are there. That, that's beautiful, right? Thank you for saying that. I mean, I love like people. I, I speak at high schools quite a bit. They ask me to come in. They're like Fergie. You never went to college. Should I go to college? But I went right in the military. You know, did five tours, did my thing, right? And I had my family I built there. I'm like, you're in college, make connections you can use down the road. Because these textbooks, yeah, you might learn a lot there, but they're not going to mean anything. It's the connections you'll make. So go to college if you can. But then in the real world, get your ass eager. I love that. I love it. So, Roy, what do you think people misunderstand the most about you? They misunderstand about what you, you. what do you misunderstand the most about Roy? 
Oh, oh, well, they, 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 they don't understand the, the, uh, the drive I have around this whole be different thing. Okay, because they've been taught that it's not a good, it's not a nice concept. They've been taught that conformance and compliance is the is what you need to do to be nice in society. Yes. Okay. They've 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 been taught that that the be different narrative, the way I use it, okay, is 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 compromised for them. And part of the problem is they don't understand it. Okay, because be different means so many things to so many people that it has so many slivers of narrative, right? It's like I right. keep saying to people, it's not about what you were born with. It's not about, it's not about, you know, where you came from. It's not about how you look. It's not about your sexual preferences. What it's about is the choices you make now, right? To do things differently in a way other people care about. So it's, so in a way it's getting rid of the narcissistic cloak that everybody seems to have these days and be there to serve others in a different way. Okay. They, people aren't getting that Scott. They don't get that. And in order for me to move my narrative forward, I'm working real hard through vehicles like this. And thank you for the opportunity Absolutely. to try and educate people and convince them uh, of what, what a wonderful end game this whole yeah. thing is. Can you imagine a world where people existed to do unique things in a way people care about? Can you imagine what that world that looks, would be looks like? Awesome. That'd be fantastic. It's like a, and I don't want to pull it like, like on Rand wrote it about in Atlas Shrugged back in the 50s, right? It's like John Galt wanted to provide the world with something uh that, that was great. This that you are you're fantastic, man. So Roy, have you made any have you tell me something you purchased in the last year under a hundred dollars that's really leveled up your life? Yeah, so I um <laughs> Interesting question. Yeah, I, I I got into this Internet of Things for my house, right? And mm -hmm. and really understand it. So I went out and bought some Wi-Fi enabled uh, plugs. And <laughs> love it, dude. Me too. For my house <laughs> and for Christmas lights. I did it. Damn straight. And and everything else. Like we have we have a place in Whistler. So after this podcast, we're heading up there to do some skiing and that. So I have my plugs. Plug them in, plug lights into them, blah, blah, blah. I got them out. I got a switch got and everything cell else. Cell phone <laughs> yep. Everything. Dude. I mean, I can't move without my iPhone 14 Plus. Right. So I right. bought that. It's leveled me up in a couple of ways. First of all, I've learned something. I've learned a lot. Okay. In fact, you know how I, you know what makes me happy about this? When I tell my kids, I say kids, they're 50-ish. Right. When I tell them about this, you know what their response is? Dad. Wow, you're really learning a lot about this stuff. I said, I not only learn about it, I know more than you do about it. That's, that's the deal. Dude, you'd be a kick-ass dad. It's leveled up my currency, Scott. It's yeah. leveled up my currency and my family. That's what it's done. Yes. And it's added value, like you say, to your life. Because, you know, it's nice because once I figured out how those plugs work, you know, it's like Christmas lights come on at 5, they shut off at, you know, 11 at night. And it's it's just and one I can last go thing. On my yeah, I can go on my iPhone. I, I can change that. Yes. The, yes. the other piece for me that that's 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 triggered by this conversation is the word relevance. Mm. Um, you know, when you get when you get older, uh, I've always had this 
this drive to continue to be relevant, irrespective of chronological impairment. Sure. That's what I call getting old, right? <laughs> and so, so my chronological impairment it needs to be addressed by continually looking for ways to be relevant to those around me that I care about. The be different notion feeds that. Okay, yeah. I have four grandkids, right? I Thank must, you. I must remain relevant to them. They need to look at their papa with Norwegian background and say. Yes. That guy is on the edge. I love that. Yeah. I love that. he understands what TikTok is. He right. gets he gets the right. social narrative in high school that they're promulgating. Right. I mean, that's relevance. And, and and I need to be that person. I need to do that. Love it, man. I love that you you that that's beautiful. That you're do we have to meet for that Johnny Walker blue, brother? Uh, <laughs> you know, I so mean let what is Roy's definition of a life well lived? To, to, to basically have have achieved what you set out to achieve uh, in as many facets of your life as you can, mm. to, to have added value to your family and guided them, not through prescription, but through ideas Beautiful. Uh, and, and thinking along the way. And so at the end of the day, you know, if I get a check on those boxes, I'm happy. That's awesome. That, that's beautiful. And you can't say any more. Time to shine today. Podcast varsity squad. We are back. And Roy, we are going to meet one day. I promise you that. I do have a West Coast uh speaking gigs coming up in the summer. So we'll definitely try to hook up somehow, some way. Um, and we'll we'll talk in each one of these questions, maybe 15, 20 minutes each. But today you have five seconds with no explanations. They all can be answered that way. You ready to level up? Yep. All right, young man, here we go. Roy, what is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Try and be the only ones that you can do. I got that from the Grateful Dead, a rock band in the 1960s. Oh, yeah. Be the only one that does what you do. Good, Jerry. Jerry Garcia, love him. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, dogged determination, obstinacy, edginess, and communications. I'm a good communicator. Beautiful. So you see me walking down the street or into a room or a networking event or something, and like Fergie looks like he's in his doldrums a little bit. Other than be different or be dead, what book might you hand me? I would I would hand you the uh, the, the book that talks about Lady Gaga's uh, strengths and why she is so great at what she does because Love it's it. all about it's all about taking care of people. It's all about taking care of the fans. I mean, she was the first one that basically in the music industry. Uh, catered to uh, the gay community, for heaven's sakes. No, and I love it. Doggedly, boom. So I would say read that, and and you'll get some great ideas. Right, and I'm no, I'm breaking my own rule here. It's <laughs> like she was found by Jimmy Iovine, and I have it on my calendar. I actually get to meet Jimmy in March. Nice, an event, dude. I, he's my guy. I let the, this is my thing. Anyways, what's your most commonly used emoji, if any, when you text? Um, the, the, the angry one. I, love it. I can see that nicknames growing <laughs> up. Huh? Nicknames growing up. Ose. O-S-E. Ose. Short for Osing. Yep. Beautiful. Chess checkers or Monopoly? Monopoly. I like Go-to ice cream flavor. Uh, caramel. Awesome. There's a sandwich called the Ose. Build that sandwich for me. What's on it? Well, it's, it's toast, peanut butter, and jam. Beautiful. Love it. Favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? 
Yeah, the, the Cancer Foundation, I was on their board yeah, for a number of years, and the BC Heart and Stroke Foundation, both of those. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And last question. You can elaborate on this one, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? The best what? Decade of music. Oh, come on. I mean, it's the 60s, dude. I mean, you can actually understand the words. <laughs> I, I mean, that's yeah. where the great They tell dead, stories. The, 60s the and Grateful 70s, Dead started in the 60s. Right. And, and by the way, people don't realize this, but and, and I hope they go and get this book. It's called The Marketing Lessons from the Grateful Dead. Mm. Uh, it, it, they, they not only were iconic uh, rock uh, stars, Absolutely. but they were also incredible business people. And, mm. and I urge your listeners, if you want to be an entrepreneur, go read The Grateful amazing Dead. Amazing business. The 60s was amazing. I, I am so nostalgic about the 60s music. And don't forget, a lot of those dudes carry forward into the 90s and right. beyond with yeah. their talent. In fact, you, the dead today is a thriving enterprise, for God's yes. sake. Yeah, you know what? I was, when I was in the military, we were about ready to ship to Fallujah. And in 1990, you know, I'm 50 now. In 1990, we were in Philadelphia. And buddy's mind's like playing with these like little twirler things, right? Like the oh, yeah. like three sticks. What do you do? It's like, hey man, we're going over the spectrum to see the dead. Actually, we have a extra ticket. I'm like, who's that? Right, like a dummy. He's like, Grateful Dead. So I actually got to see a dead concert. Oh my dude. god, it was I awesome. Did. I'm just glad I didn't have to take a piss test the next day in the Navy because <laughs> I didn't partake, but I could have probably popped on that test. Uh, absolutely, percent. Roy, yeah, how absolutely. can we find you, brother? Uh, be different or be dead .com is my website. Mm. Uh, I website. blog on a regular basis. Uh, you can check out my pages for my books. I, I it, look at it's it's intended to be a resource on right. be different or be dead content. And mm. the other thing, my email is roy.osing at gmail.com. And you know what? I'm happy to have a conversation with somebody about this this sort of stuff. So uh, please come and join me and uh, in 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 the journey. Uh, that would uh, that would be something that I would like to see happen. Absolutely, all of that will be in the show notes as well, Squad. But let's get into this book a little bit, Roy. Um, be different or be dead, and uh, maybe just kind of give us a little synopsis of what they can expect. Because we are going to do a free book giveaway, Squad, where the first person that puts "be different," I don't care if you text me or if you LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, whatever. First one that puts "be different," I will make sure you get a signed copy, which I'll purchase. And Roy, if you don't mind mailing it out with your Hancock on it, that'd be awesome, brother. I'll be happy to send you some. Awesome. Let's get into it a little bit. Talk to us yeah. about that. So my seventh book, Be Different or Be Dead, is, is called The Audacious Unheard of Ways I Took a Startup to a Billion in Sales. Mm. And basically, the idea behind the book was to express uh, what I learned and what I did um, that was different than everybody else that I look at upon as major drivers to, to growth. And so it's kind of like... Um, uh, a, a reflection on my experiences and the results I achieved on my journey to, to grow the business to a billion in sales. So they're called audacious because, yeah, they're, they're bold, they're, they're painful, they're courageous, they're different, uh, they're unheard of because people generally uh, don't do this today because the textbook says that, it, that, that you shouldn't and it doesn't it's recognize you know, the ideas. There's only one textbook that recognizes my ideas, and that's my own. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, that's it. And, I love and it. yeah, and, and it is, it's written really plainly. 
you can pick it up and go to anywhere. It's 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 organized in sections like mm. business strategy, careers, marketing, sales. Oh, really? Like my background, I basically did everything in in a business, mm-hmm. and I tried these unheard of ways in every aspect of <clears throat> of the business. So you can kind of open it. If you got a marketing challenge, go to the marketing section, and and learn what what I call is the essence of the new marketing juice that you need to take on. If you got a service issue, go and and learn about goosebumps, right? If you got a business strategy, learn about heading west and planning on the run and it's a strategic game plan. If you got a career issue, go and learn how to develop a career plan that I that I basically think and 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 figure out what the magic question is and Love you know, that. so you can kind of pick and choose. So right. it's intended to be a practical how-to book. Right. And you can go to different recipes for whatnot or where you're at. Beautiful. So, Roy, do me one last salad and leave us with one last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize and take action on. Yeah, look, at at the end of the day, in this world of heavy competition and, and a plethora of narratives out there and customers and people that are fickle and change their minds all the time, you need to figure out what makes you special. You need to be the only one who does what you do. I know I said it in the podcast earlier. It is the single most piece of advice I would give to anybody. Don't be clouded by the claptrap of better and best. Figure out a way to be the only one that does what you do. That's beautiful. And Roy, it's been such a pleasure. And Squad, I I have pages of notes, and I know that you do as well. You know that he was in the telecom space. You know, he found out deregulation was going to change a lot of stuff. It's going to couldn't cut it. So he shifted and he, he took it in a different trajectory. And he reminds us that what you do with the intention, the attention matters. And someone like Roy does it for the intention, not the attention. He's not up there saying, look at me, look at me. He's going to help you get that attention towards your business. He brought up pain. You know, it's a strategic concept. Journeys, can be difficult. Pain's going to be there. But if you push through and remember that's part of your journey, you know, make it even taste better at the end. You know, a do it leader does things really at emotional point of view, not like an out of control emotion, but emotional point of view, not so much as an intellect. You know, people hire Roy because of the goosebumps that he gets and he also will give you. He, he reminds us that Ideas don't sell alone. You must deliver results. And that's what he will do with you and your company, developing a strategic game plan to help that level up. He wants to remind us that you know 20% should be planning, 80% should be execution. Okay, don't get caught in the clap trap. Get rid of that. Be the only one that does what you do. My guy Roy here is planting trees that he's probably never going to sit in the shade of, but he stays up to date. You know, you can't innovate anything if you are copying someone. Be authentic, be yourself. If you're a college student or you're just coming up in life, get through school, graduate, good for you. Put the textbooks aside and get into the real world. And again, if you don't know how to do something, get your asking gear. People will be there to guide you. But be audacious, like my guy Roy says, that to, to rock what you want to rock, what you are passionate about. You know, and to set out and achieve what you want, there are many facets to that part that come at a face value and then underlying as well. You know, it's not what you were born with or how you look. It's about the choices you make to do things that you care about. And again, be different. 
Be audacious. Be the only one. And that's what my good buddy Roy does. He levels up his health. He levels up his wealth. He's hungry, yet he's humble. He's earned his varsity squad letter here at Time to Shine today. Thank you so much for coming on, Roy. Absolutely love your guts, brother. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You bet. Chat soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.